we, but he understood the real purpose of Bhagavad and he received the real mercy of Krishna. So, in this way, through this incident, we get to understand how to study the scriptures. With full faith we have to approach them with a clear conviction that these are the words of the Supreme Personality of God. Krishna is speaking and even the other scriptures we must understand that those words are not, those descriptions are not just some literary descriptions. They are the descriptions of the spiritual world. Those words, those descriptions are coming from the spiritual In this way, with full conviction, we must study scriptures. Then only the transcendental knowledge will be revealed in our hearts. Transcendental knowledge is a matter of, is, is not a matter of intellectual perception or intellectual understanding. It is a matter of revelation. Dipogyan Ride Prakashi. The transcendental knowledge becomes revealed in the heart. Reveals means actually the transcendental world, world, spiritual reality becomes manifest in our hearts. Our intellect is also a material thing. Man, buddhi and ahankar, mind, intelligence and false ego are subtle elements. So the understanding may be more profound, more deep than our understanding through the senses. Our intellectual perception may be beyond our sense perception, but that is not the ultimate understanding. Just like we see when we read Brahma Samhita, what we see is Brahma just writing something or Brahma is transported to the spiritual world and he is describing the spiritual So, it is a perception of the spiritual that eventually happens. We become transported to the spiritual Just like with Brahmana, was he there? No, he was transported to where Krishna and Arjuna were. And he was seeing that Krishna is speaking to Arjuna. And that is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appreciated. That's what can you imagine the Lord is embracing him. What an inconceivable good fortune. Although materially, people around him are laughing at him. Oh, look at this. Look at this illiterate fool. He can't read Bhagavad Gita, he can't read even alphabet, and he's pretending as if he is understanding so much. That was the mundane perception. Materialistic people are looking at him in that way. But how did Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how did the Supreme Personality of Godhead see him? And when he heard what he said, so in this way, the Lord will accept us sincerely. 
is not going to be impressed by the scholarship. He will see the sincerity of our hearts. He will see the simplicity of our hearts. So, after traveling through South India, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu returned to and he took part in the Ratha festival and the devotees from Bengal came and met him and they had a wonderful Ratha celebration and after that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to leave for Vrindavan but when King Prataparutra got to know that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to leave for Vrindavan, he was very heartbroken. So he told Sadhguru Bhattacharya, please don't let him go. Let him stay here. So Sadhguru Bhattacharya then told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the soon it will be Winter time. After the Chaturmas, October, November, the winter time begins. Winter time, November onward, mid November onward, actually. So, and winter will be very cold. So, that won't be proper time to travel. So, in this way, he persuaded Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stay on. The Mahaprabhu accepted. So, this year before Rathi Jatra, Rathi Jatra actually takes place during monsoon time, beginning of monsoon. Summertime ends and monsoon begins. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from Bengal decided to come to Jagannathpur. And this time their wives also wanted to join them. They also were feeling the separation from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Advaita Acharya Prabhu's wife Sita Devi joined. Shivashtakur's wife, Malini Devi And in this way, different ladies also joined and they prepared various kinds of foodstuff for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu And Shivananda Sen was the organizer of this traveling. He made all the arrangements to their accommodation, their prasad, all that was arranged. Shivananda said, paying tax because when they would travel from one place to another, they would be, they have to pay tax to cross the country across the rivers and Shivananda Shin was taking care of all that. And then they arrived in Puri. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent one devotee with two garlands to receive them when they were in Atheronala. There's a river called Atheronala and there's a bridge so this messenger or agent that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent and offered these two garlands to Advaita Acharya Prabhu and Nityananda And then when they came close to Jagannath Puri on the boundary of Puri, 
then Mahaprabhu sent garlands to garland all the devotees. And then when they came to the main gate of Jagannath temple, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself met with them. They all were so ecstatic to see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they had the darshan of Lord Jagannath and Mahaprabhu arranged for them for prasad and he himself distributed the prasad. This is how wonderful loving exchange took place between the Lord and his Last year, the previous year, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Nitananda Prabhu to just go back to Bengal and preach there. But this time, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw that Nitananda Prabhu, so he told him that you don't come again to Puri. You stay in Nitanu Prabhu said, okay, but since I've come here, now let me stay. <laughs> and <coughs> then uh, the Ratajatra time came. The day before the Ratajatra festival, they all cleaned the Bundicha temple. The Ratajatra festival actually, the journey uh, by chariot of Lord Jagannath along with Baladev and Sukhadra through the Gundi Chatya. And Lord Jagannath stays there for eight days. And then after that he returns. So Gundicha Temple, going to Gundicha Temple is actually Lord's journey to Vrindavan. Krishna left Vrindavan and went to Mathura. The residents of Vrindavan were so attached to Krishna that they could not tolerate a moment's separation from him, especially the gopis. When their eyes would blink, For a fraction of a second that the eyes closed and they could not see Krishna during that time, they considered that that was a big defect in Brahma's making this human body. The eyes blink. So they, they criticized Brahma for that. What can the body create that the eyes wink and as a result of that we can't see Krishna. So this way they could not even tolerate the separation from Krishna even for a fraction of a second. And now Krishna has left while Krishna was leaving Vrindavan, the gopis didn't want to let him go. They tried to stop Krishna. Their attitude literally was over our dead bodies. They were holding on to the wheels of the chariot. They were holding on to the horses. Some of them even laid down in front of the chariot. With a very simple attitude. Krishna, we won't let you go. So then Krishna assured them that don't worry, I'll come back soon. There is something to be done in Mathura. So as soon as I finish my job, I'll come back. 
But when Krishna went to Mathura, killed Kamsa, and at that time, and killed Kamsa and released Ugrasen Vasudeva Devaki from the prison. At that time, Ugras and he in re and he reinstated Ugrasen to the throne of Mathura. And Ugrasen requested Krishna. Krishna, in your absence, all the kings are going to attack us. So how are we going to deal with them? If you go away, we will become totally helpless. So please stay on. So Krishna stayed on. And during that time, again, 18 times, 17 times Jarasandha, Kamsa's father-in-law, attacked Mathura. And Krishna and Balaram defended Mathura 17 times, wiped out the entire army that Jarasandha came with. 23 Akshogini, huge. But Krishna and Balaram wiped out the entire army. Only spared Jarasan. Let him go. And again Jarasandha gathered another 23 Akshogini soldiers and attacked Mathura. Now mind you, the battle of Kurukshetra was fought with 11 Akshohini from Kaurava side and 7 Akshohini from Pandava side. Total number of soldiers during the Battle of Kurukshetra was 18 Akshohini. But Jarasandha attacked with 23 Akshohinis. And Krishna and Balaram 17 times wiped. The question actually arises, why did Krishna spare Jarasandha? He wiped out the entire army, but he left only Jarasandha standing and let him go. The answer to that is, Krishna came to kill the demons. Purpose of Krishna's coming was to kill the demons. And in his mission, to kill the demons, Jarasandha was actually Krishna's recruiting agent. He collected all the demons and brought them to Krishna for him to wipe them out. Krishna didn't have to go to all this. Jarasandha brought them to be annihilated by Krishna. So when Jarasandha was to attack on the 18th time, at that time, <clears throat> another enemy of Krishna, Kalajavana, also gathered to attack Mathura. So, seeing that precarious condition, that the attack now is going to come from two sides, Krishna decided to transport all the residents of Mathura to Dwarka. Overnight Krishna arranged for a city to be built in the middle of the ocean. And while the residents of Mathura were sleeping, in their sleep they all were transported to Dwarka. Can Krishna do that? Incidentally, the city was built by Vishakarma. Krishna just ordered, Vishakarma built the city. How long? How many houses? Everybody will have a house. Every family will have a house. How much time? Overnight. <laughs> Vishakarma. Whatever is your command, my lord. <laughs> and he built the city. 
So when Jarasandha first actually Kalajavana attacked and Krishna dealt with Kalajavana. So and then uh, he killed, he got, he didn't kill Kalajavana. He got Muchukundo to kill And then he dealt with Jarasandha and with Jarasandha also he played a trick. He ran away from the battlefield, Ranchod, the one who ran away from the battlefield and he climbed onto a mountain, huge, very high mountain called Proversion Mountain and Jarasandha led the whole, set the whole mountain in fire and then Krishna jumped from top of the mountain along with Balaram into the ocean and arrived in Dwarka. So anyway, long time went by and in the meantime Krishna also got married to 16,108 princesses. So quite a long time went by and he also had quite a few children. See for how long Krishna could go to Dwarka, go to Vrindavan. Finally, on the occasion of the solar eclipse, Krishna went to Kurukshetra. It is the custom in India that during the solar eclipse, people go to Kurukshetra to take bath a lake called Shamanta Pancham. So on the occasion of the solar eclipse, Krishna went to Shamanta Pancham along with Balaram and Subhadra. And the residents of Vrindavan also went to Kurukshetra for that occasion. The solar eclipse was over, everyone was about to leave for their respective places. The residents of Vrindavan was about to leave and at that time they got the message, they got the news that Krishna was there. So upon getting the news that Krishna was there, they all ran to meet Krishna. And in the meantime Krishna also was preparing to leave Kurukshetra. So he was already on his chariot, Balaram was on his chariot, Subhadra was on her chariot. So the residents of Vrindavan, especially the gopis headed by Srimati Radharani arrived there. But when Radharani saw Krishna, she felt that this is not the Krishna that I knew. The Krishna that I knew, he was the cowherd boy. But this person is a prince. My Krishna wears a peacock feather on him and he is wearing a crown on his head. My Krishna wears a far garland and he is wearing all these valuable necklaces made of most precious gems. My Krishna wears a yellow silk dhoti and he is wearing a royal robe. My Krishna carries a flute and he is carrying weapons. And where I used to meet Krishna, to such a serene atmosphere on the bank of the river Jamuna. And this is this place crowded with so many soldiers, so many royal personalities, so much noise. Elephants are trumpeting, horses are whining, the <clears throat> clashing of their weapons are making noise, people are shouting. So Radharani felt that this is not the way, this is not the one that I wanted to meet, and this is not the place where. So understanding Srimati Radharani's heart, 
What did the residents of Vrindavan do? What did the followers of Srimati Radharani do? They grabbed the horses and started to pull the chariot towards Vrindavan in order for Radharani to meet Krishna in a proper way. So that is the Ratajatra festival. Krishna came from Dwarka to Kurukshetra and the residents of Vrindavan are taking Krishna from Kurukshetra to Vrindavan. So here Jagannath temple is the Kurukshetra and Gundicha temple is Vrindavan. For eight days Krishna stayed in Vrindavan and he had his wonderful loving exchange with his most intimate devotee, the residents of So, Jagannath Temple, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to clean the Gundicha Temple. Now, cleaning the temple also is synonymous to cleaning our hearts. When you clean the temple, then our hearts become And then the Lord who is present in our heart becomes manifest. Don't you say Cheto Darpana Marjana? The heart needs to be cleansed. Because when the heart is dirty, like a mirror that has dust on it, can we see our faces? Similarly, when our hearts is dark, dirty, then because of the dirt in the heart, we cannot recognize our actual self. It is due to the dirts in the heart that we cannot recognize our spiritual identity. Because of the dirts in the heart, we become absorbed in our body consciousness. That is actually the impurity. But when the heart becomes purified, heart becomes cleansed, then we can see our real self in the mirror of our heart. And then in the heart we can also get to see the Supreme Personality of God. So this is the process and that's why Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at the very beginning of his Shikshashtaka instruction. Cleanse the filter, mirror of the mind or mirror of the heart. So after the Ratajatra festival, the devotees stayed there in Jagannath Puri till the end of Chaturmash. Before Chaturmash, they came, stayed in Jagannath Puri for those four months and then they decided to go back. Although they didn't want to go back, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told them, now you go. And this time Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to leave for Vrindavan. Sarvam Bhattacharya and others tried to stop him. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't want to listen to He said, look, for the last two years he didn't let me go. So Mahaprabhu decided to And Mahaprabhu came from Odisha to Bengal on his way to Vrindavan. And then he traveled to North Bengal. 
and in North Bengal there was the capital of the Muslim king Hussein Shah and there he had two ministers they were actually brahmanas but they were the two main ministers of Hussein because they were such brilliant individuals they are Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Sanatan Goswami was the the chief minister and Rupa Goswami was the finance minister and <clears throat> although they were from exalted brahminical families because they had association with the muslims they were ostracized from the brahmin so they wrote to shri chaitanya mahaprabhu about their condition and requested him to deliver them and because of them shri chaitanya mahaprabhu actually came to that place the capital of gora thousands of people were following him and the the police chief or you can say the security in charge of the king was also a hindu so he became worried that the king may be upset so many followers chaitanya mahaprabhu his personality is coming with so many followers <coughs> so when the king asked that i heard such a that one saintly personality came saintly hindu personality came with many many followers so this person chhatri he told him that no just a few people are following so usen shah said that no i know a thousand people are following so he must be a very very exalted person and <clears throat> so because of that fear that the king may become antagonistic to chaitanya mahaprabhu Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami did not go to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu during the daytime. In disguise, at night, they went and met Sri Chaitanya. Three brothers: Rupa, Sanatan, and Anupam. Three brothers, and. there was also a little child with that child was shila jivas son of anupam and chaitanya mahaprabhu blessed him by placing his lotus feet on his head announcing him to be the acharya of the entire vaishnav community So this is how they met, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They they were asking Mahaprabhu what they should do. And Mahaprabhu told them, "Just chant the holy name of God." The Brahminical community at that time was so cruel in their dealings. There was a there was some instances. that they would give some injunctions like when somebody oh no that's okay <clears throat> uh had some dealings with the muslims and they would ostracize 
and they would give some impossible means to become free from their apparent sinful reactions. So, therefore, Sharupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami didn't want to depend upon their suggestions. For example, there was a very uh, exalted, very wealthy landlord. His name was Buddhimanta Khan. And Hussein Shah was his employee. Buddhimanta Khan was actually the ruler. And Hussein Shah was his employee. And eventually, Hussein Shah became the king. And one day his queen noticed that he has some marks on his back. You see, when someone is whipped, that mark stays there. Because the whip actually cuts through the flesh and it remains as a permanent mark. So she asked, what happened? Why did you have this mark? So Hussein Shah said that he did, he made some mistake when he was working under Hushin Shah and Hushin Shah chastised, punished him, right, with, with him. So the queen said, oh, he did that, then you should kill him. He did that. He said, no, he was very, although he punished me, it was my mistake, it was my fault. But otherwise he was very noble, very kind to me. But the queen kept insisted, no, you have to kill him. So Hussein Shah said, okay, then instead of killing him, if I take away his religion, if I force him to become a Muslim, then that will be sinner, for him it will be same as dying. So instead of killing him, let me just force him to drink contaminated water and then he will lose his jati, he will lose his religion. So that's what was done to him. And then when he went back to the brahmanas and asked him, this is what happened, what should I do? So they gave him advice like you have to drink molten lead. This is an effect good And they gave all kinds of uh, impractical suggestions. We can see that how the Brahminical community was at that time. But when Buddhimanta Khan appealed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, begged Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to tell him again. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just chant the holy name. And he started to chant the holy name and he went to Vrindavan and he settled down. And in Vrindavan, there were those days many Bengalis used to go. And the Bengalis were fond of eating rice. And in North India, those days, there was no rice. They, 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 there, they used to grow wheat only. So, and the Bengalis were fond of eating rice. So, Buddhimanta Khan, he didn't have any other means of earning money. So, he used to go collect wood in the forest and sell the wood and the money that he used to collect and get from that selling wood, he used to buy rice and feed the Bengalis. So that's how Buddhimanta Khan was spending his time in Vrindavan. Anyway, so Rupa Goswami and Sanatra Goswami also lost their religion because they became associated with the Muslims. 
So, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told them to chant the Holy Name. And so then Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami, both of them decided to give up their royal responsibilities and go to Vrindavan. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after that, after meeting them, he, while going to Vrindavan, he saw thousands of people are following him and he felt that this is not the way to go to Vrindavan. One should not go to Vrindavan with such big crowd following him. In order to appreciate the visit of Vrindavan, one must go there alone. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided not to go further. So there's a place called Kane Natshala on the bank of the River Ganges. And from there, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu returned to Jagannath Puri. And then, <clears throat> from Jagannath Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left for Vrindavan through the forest bank. Through the forest of Charikhand. And he wanted to go alone. Radha devotees requested, no, please at least take one companion. So finally, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu <coughs> agreed to take one devotee called Balabhadra Bhattacharya. And Balabhadra Bhattacharya later described what happened when they were traveling through the forest. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was chanting the holy name and upon hearing the chanting of holy name the wild animals started to chant the holy name. Mahaprabhu made the wild animals chant the holy name and dance in ecstasy. They had so many animals gathered there Tigers, lions, elephants, hyenas, hyenas, snakes. And they all were chanting the whole thing. So this is the potency that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu displayed and the effect of the whole Even the animals became affected by it. Ultimately, everyone is a spirit soul. So the holy name actually awakened their spiritual awareness. Even though they are in a very, very covered body of animals. Animal bodies are the bodies in ignorance. Completely covered by and passion. So that's why the animals cannot really display such advanced consciousness. The consciousness is practically covered. But even their covering, penetrating their covering, the holy name awakened their spiritual consciousness. So Rupa Goswami in the meantime sent two men to Jagannath Puri to find out when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would leave for Vrindavan. So when he got the news that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left for Vrindavan, he also packed up his scene there. He carried his wealth. He had so much wealth that he carried his wealth in three boats. And what was the wealth? Gold coins. 
He was not carrying his furniture. <laughs> Color TV. <laughs> he was carrying the real world. Gold. And that also filled up three boats. So you can see how wealthy they were. That's why <clears throat> their prayer goes like Takta Turna Vashesha Mandala Sada very neglectfully, they have given up their very, very wealthy situation. Their position was like king. Bhutva Dinagarita. Turnam Ashesha Mandala The wealth like that of many, many kings and monarchs. They left it. And Kupina Kanthashuto. They accepted the dress of just wearing Kopin. And Kantha. A kind of a quilt that is made by stitching a few layers of cloth together. A poor man's quilt. Why they did that? That is the mercy of Chaitanya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy makes the kings and monarchs give up everything and accept the life of the mendicant. So Rupa Goswami, upon hearing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left for Vrindavan, he decided to go to Vrindavan and meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there and he went to their ancestral home with all the wealth and there also he said he, he established a standard of householders' way of living. He gave half of his wealth to the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas for propagation, for promoting Krishna He gave one quarter, he gave one quarter to his family and the other quarter he gave for future use. So <clears throat> then Rupa Goswami left for Vrindavan. And he, in the meantime, Sanatana Goswami also decided to leave. And the king was so fond of Sanatana Goswami that he refused to let him go. So he told Sanatana Goswami that no, you can't resign. Actually what happened is the Sanatana Goswami stopped going to the court. Stopped going to the court. When the king sent a message, why you stopped coming to the court? Sanatana Goswami replied the message he said was that I am sick so I can't. So the king then sent the, the royal physician Raj Vaita, to check Sanatana. Raj Vaita came and found that Sanatana Goswami is perfectly alright, perfectly heaven hearted. So then he reported to the king. He's okay, there's nothing wrong with him. So then the king came himself to Sanatana house. And at that time, Sanatana Goswami was sitting with about 30 Brahmanas and he was discussing Srimad Bhagavatam. So the king said, You said that you are sick, you can't come to the court, and this is how you are spending your time. And Sanatana Goswami says that, yes, actually I am not physically sick. I am feeling mentally sick. I don't have any inclination to carry on with your royal response. 
So King Hushen Sah said, look, your elder brother is a plunderer. All that he knows is to loot people, kill people, and plunder. You are the one who is actually maintaining everything. So if you go away, if you don't take that, if you don't execute that responsibility, what's going to happen? So Sahaja Muslim said, look, please let me go. I don't really have any any interest in these activities. So the king said, okay. I am going to Puri, I am going to Odisha to fight with King Prataparita. So you come with me. And he said, you are going to the land of the Lord to create trouble to the Lord, and disturbance to the Lord and I don't want to go. So the king was so upset with him that he arrested him. And he left for Odisha fight with King Prataparita. Incidentally, he was defeated. <laughs> so this is how <clears throat> Sanatana Goswami was arrested and kept in prison. Then Sanatana Goswami started, Rupa Goswami sent a message to him, Sanatana Goswami, that I am leaving home. You also somehow or other tried to escape. With such and such person, I have deposited 10,000 gold coins. So you bribe that guy and escape. Bribe the, the prison keeper and escape. And Sanatana Goswami, he was the minister, so he knew everybody. So he told the prison keeper, the, the jailer, that he said, look, you are a very pious person and I also want to dedicate my life for pious activities. I have decided to go to Makkah. So you please let me go. And he said, look, I will let you go, but the king will kill me. He said, no. Sahaja Goswami was a minister, so he was very, very smart. So he said, look, I'll give you 7,000 gold coins. You let me go. He said, look, you may give me gold coins, but when my life is taken, what's the use of that money? Sahaja Goswami said, look, I'll give you 10,000 gold coins. And you don't worry about the king. When the king asks you, you tell him that I was, I went to the bank of the river with my hands and feet tied with iron chains to, to evacuate. And then I just accidentally fell off onto the river and I got So he liked that plus easy way out of the king's wrath. And so he let Sanatana Goswami go. So this is how both Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami left home along with their younger brother. Rupa Goswami left home with Anupam and went left for Vietnam. So this is how these two very, very intimate associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Srimati Radharani and who are most intimate associates of Srimati Radharani? Lalita Vishana. And Sanatana Goswami. Lalita is actually Sarutamudar, who was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's constant companion. And Ramananda Rai was a Vishnu. But Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami 
are to Manjari. Manjari is the assistant to the guru. The younger girl. The younger girl who assists the Sakhi. The, el- the little grown up girl, grown up means 15 years old. So they are Sakhis. And those who are younger, 13, 14, 13, 12, 13 years old, they become the assistants of the Sakhis. So Lalita, Vishakha are the Sakhis, and their assistants are Manjaris. So Rupa Goswami is Rupa Manjari, and Sanatana Goswami is Ananda. So these two personalities played a very, very important roles in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Hare Krishna, all glories to Shiva Prabhupada. Gold, Prima, Thank you.